Welcome to the Robert Half Legal Report, where we discuss current issues impacting the legal profession related to hiring, staff management, and more with leading experts in the field. I'm Charles Volkert. Today we'll be discussing top trends that legal professionals need to track in order to stay ahead of the curve. The information comes from the Future Law Office, Robert Half Legal's annual research program that examines important developments in the legal field. With me today is Robert Ambrosi. He's an attorney and legal technology expert who co-hosts the popular Lawyer to Lawyer podcast on the Legal Talk Network and is the author of Law Sites blog. Thanks for joining us today, Bob. Thanks for having me here today, Chad. Let's start with the first trend. While conducting research for the annual Future Law Office project, it became clear that mobile devices, wireless networks, and cloud computing are radically reshaping how, when, and where attorneys work. Bob, could you share some of your insights on how those devices have really changed the legal profession? Mobile devices have made uh, the legal profession increasingly uh, platform agnostic, location agnostic. Uh, It doesn't really matter what operating system you use. It doesn't really even matter where you're working anymore. Uh, To some extent, a lot of this has all been driven by the untethering of the telephone. Lawyers no longer need to be stuck to their desks, tied to their desks. They can work from anywhere they want and whenever they want. In a survey we conducted for the Future Law Office, we asked lawyers which technology devices they use the most for business purposes, especially when they're traveling. Here's what they said. Smartphones were the number one tool used by attorneys when traveling on business. Laptops came in second, and tablet PCs and iPads were in third place. We also asked lawyers which web-based technology tools their law firms are using in their practices. E-filing systems are the most widely used by law firms, followed by meeting or audio conferencing tools, document storage sites, and collaborative or information sharing sites are also popular. This leads us into our next trend, the virtual law office. How has technology leveled the playing field for law firms? Thanks to technology, uh, a small firm, solo lawyer, can literally market uh, and engage in business development to a global audience, if that's appropriate to the lawyer's practice. Lawyers also have technology tools that enable them to engage in litigation on a level equal to that of lawyers in larger firms. Uh, Technology has really been the great equalizer, enabling solo and small firms to play on the same field as large firm counterparts. I guess to, to take that a step further as far as technology, as it pertains to the use of physical space for law firms, How's technology impacted that? In larger law firms, uh, firms are beginning to look at the physical footprint that they occupy as more and more of their lawyers are able to work virtually or to work part-time out of the office. They need less space, and so they're reconfiguring their space to accommodate part-time employees, virtual employees, shared space arrangements. In smaller firms, we're seeing the the rise of the virtual law practice. We're seeing uh, lawyers who can practice from their homes, from their summer cottages, from wherever they want, if they want to do that. The technology gives them the tools to stay engaged with their clients, to stay up to date with their clients. Uh, It physically doesn't really matter where they are anymore. As part of the Future Law Office, we interviewed Cesar Alvarez, the executive chairman of Greenberg Chorg, who told us that Greenberg is in the process of reconfiguring its offices, moving to smaller, more efficient spaces. They're creating open workspaces where teams can collaborate, 
They certainly don't need two floors for libraries any longer. They're also using technology to realize greater efficiencies. They have backup servers in remote locations, and they regularly upgrade the firm's IT systems. Even when they were hit by a hurricane, operations were not compromised thanks to their proactive planning and the strategic use of technology. This is a good segue into our next trend. Attorneys and law firms in the digital age are increasingly facing tremendous time and information management challenges. Bob, what are lawyers and law firms doing to effectively manage their time? Well, technology can be a double-edged sword for lawyers. On uh, one hand, it allows them to do much more, to be much more productive, to be much more efficient. Uh, but the downside is that the demands uh, to be turned on are always there. Uh, clients expect answers to be given immediately. Uh, they expect you to always be connected and available. Uh, for lawyers, that, that, that a couple of downsides to that. One is that you lose the, the deliberative aspect of law practice, the idea that uh, a client's going to come to you and ask you a question, you're going to take some time to think about it. That, that's gone out the window. Clients want answers now. And it also causes lifestyle problems for lawyers. You, re you really need to just unplug some time. You need to turn everything off and have some time for yourself. I couldn't agree more, Bob. Sometimes you just have to get away from those red blinking lights. The last trend I'd like to discuss is the impact of technology on legal hiring and staffing. With so many emerging new technologies, managing partners and general counsels are looking for a new generation of lawyer and legal support professional. What are some qualities legal professionals need in this day and age? Competence in technology and social media is essential for a lawyer these days. Uh, in fact, uh, this summer, the American Bar Association House of Delegates is taking up a proposal from its ABA Ethics 2020 Commission that's been studying this issue. Uh, and the commission is recommending for the first time that the model rules regarding lawyer competence be revised to specifically provide that competence in technology is a trait expected uh, of lawyers, that lawyers have a requirement to keep up with technology and social media. If you don't understand technology and social media in today's practice, you're really not able to be competent as a lawyer. Well, we're certainly seeing that, Bob, and in particular in the areas of litigation and e-discovery. The more tech-savvy the candidate, the better opportunities they have within this job market. Let's shift gears and talk about the impact of technology on law firms. Our current research shows that law firms are taking a more strategic approach to implementing new technologies. The majority of lawyers we surveyed said their law firms plan to increase spending on technology in the next two years. The top two categories for technology purchases are software and hardware. Desktop computers and mobile devices, laptops and tablets, as well as smartphones, are priority areas as well. What do these results tell you about the approach of technology purchases by law firms? You can see that law firms are investing heavily in technology and understand the significance of technology, and that's smart on their part. Uh, frankly, I was surprised that investing in software uh, was, so, uh, w was the, the highest category in your survey, uh, only because I think more and more firms are moving toward the cloud and using cloud-based systems where uh, they don't need client-side or enterprise software. They're using systems that are uh, on remote servers somewhere. Uh, so I, I suspect that over the years you're going to see uh, that number start to go down. With the arrival of cloud computing, there have been growing concerns about the security of confidential client information. 
The ABA's Commission on Ethics 2020 notes that lawyers must make reasonable efforts to prevent the inadvertent disclosure of or unauthorized access to information relating to the representation of a client. Bob, how are firms addressing these security issues? Well, lawyers have an ethical obligation to protect the confidentiality and security of client information. Um, the, any, there have been now a number of ethics boards that have looked at this issue and have all said that lawyers may ethically use the cloud, uh, but they need to take steps to ensure that cloud providers have in place the security measures, the redundancy measures that will protect the client data, that will keep it uh, away from hackers and, and anybody else. So as long as uh, attorneys are using or some due diligence to protect the client information in the cloud, uh, they may ethically do this. That's great. So bottom line is lawyers need to be smart uh, with using the cloud, and I'm sure they will be. How are general counsels using technology to reduce budgets? Uh, technology is driving really significant changes in the relationship between in-house counsel and their outside firms. Uh, technology is enabling uh, corporate legal departments to handle more of the kind of routine mechanical work that they used to dole out to outside firms. Uh, contract management is, a, is an ideal example of that. Uh, and increasingly, uh, corporate counsel are reserving the kind of what, what they refer to as the bespoke work for their outside firms, the high-end litigation work, the, the more sophisticated work. Research we conducted shows in-house counsel are assigning certain types of legal matters to outside law firms. For very complex matters such as litigation, corporate transactional, work and labor and employment law, general counsel still look to outside counsel for specific expertise and knowledge. They want greater transparency from their law firms, how cases are staffed and billed, and what the current status is. And they're using technology to track and streamline workflow. One area in particular that has been impacted by technology is litigation, specifically with discovery and the growing volume of electronic data. Well, e-discovery is probably the one area where the only real solution lies in technology. The, the volumes of data are becoming so enormous uh, and the demands of litigation are so strong that uh, the only way for counsel, both in-house and, and outside counsel, to deal with all this is to employ technology in the review process, in the, in the uh, mining process, in order to get down to find the relevant documents. Uh, technology uh, is essential in managing litigation and particularly in e-discovery. Well, it sounds like they're looking for uh, processes, procedures, technologies uh, that can help contain that cost. They're certainly looking for proven e-discovery techniques and ways to mitigate the risk and the expense. Many in-house counsel, unfortunately, though, continue to be unprepared. 27% of the lawyers we surveyed said they do not actually have a standard operating procedure in place to handle an unexpected request for discovery. That seems like a high number to me, Bob. I mean, what are your thoughts about that? That's pretty scary to hear that, uh, I'm, and I'm surprised by that number. Uh, I think corporate counsel are quickly getting uh, up to speed on this or realizing that they need to get up to speed on this. And I, again, I think that's probably a number that's going to be changing rapidly over the next couple of years. Well, there seems to be a need for a team approach and even a triangulation of duties among three parties, the client, the outside counsel, and an e-discovery service specialist. 
Legal departments are turning to outside counsel for strategic advice and to e-discovery service providers for the tools, consulting, and process management expertise. And perhaps one of the most important aspects of e-discovery is being proactive and developing processes and strategies long before the need arises. Before we conclude, I'd like to talk a little bit more about social media and the impact within corporations. The vast majority of lawyers we surveyed said they are concerned about the legal implications of employees using social media for business communication within their companies. In-house counsel need to develop uh, social media policies for their companies and their staff. Uh, increasingly, they're turning to outside law firms to help them do this. Uh, we're starting to see social media law evolve as somewhat of a specialty area in and of itself uh, in law practice. Uh, and uh, that's not going to change. These policies are important. Uh, companies can't leave it to chance any longer. Well, great observations today, Bob. We really appreciate you joining us. Happy to have been here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Robert Half Legal's Future Law Office Research Project explores how technology is impacted and will continue to impact law firms and corporate legal departments. If you'd like to learn more, please visit futurelawoffice.com to download a free copy of the report. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Robert Half Legal Report.